Welcome to Publishing Out Loud. In this podcast, we cover all things publishing with some of the most inspiring digital leaders from around the world. For the first episode, you will hear a hallway-style conversation between the digital media industry veteran Sanjit Rehan and ad push-up head of sales Deekshan Joshi. With more than 30 years of experience, Sanjay has held senior leadership positions at HT Media, Microsoft, NDTV Convergence, and Times Internet. During his time at these companies, Sanjay led many digital and new media initiatives across web, video, and mobile categories. In this conversation, they go over new media trends, transformational technical advancements, and how a publisher should prepare for the next decade in publishing. So, welcome Sanjay. I know you've been uh, in the Himalayas during these uncertain times, right? So, uh, just wanted to understand how's it been for you during uh, the pandemic, both from a personal and a professional standpoint. Uh, good evening, uh, Dikshant. It is wonderful to be here with you on this podcast. Yes, I've been, um, you know, in the last nine months in the lower Himalayas, and I must say that um, it has been uh, a fascinating time. Not mm-hmm. only have I been closer to the nature. i have also discovered the quality of the digital infrastructure in this part of the world and i am able to work out of home uh, from here thanks to some excellent uh, 4g connectivity uh, in this part of the world uh, so one has been able to have some me time and mm-hmm. some much needed isolation and also able to work uh, so it's been good and if you were to say that uh, what's that one professional thing that has really worked out for you in the pandemic what would that be i think uh, you know one of the key things that i uh, really learned during the pandemic was that in every crisis there's an opportunity mm-hmm. look at the way you know pandemic has helped in the acceleration of digital transformation in this country and and because of the speed at which it happened it has thrown up new opportunities uh, you know not only in our new media space in the digital media industry but in the whole information technology industry so you know so this has been while it has been a challenging time it has also thrown up new opportunities and that is very gratifying to see as an industry professional all right so uh basis that sanjay i'm like intrigued with the fact that uh, Uh, I was going through your uh, profile as well on LinkedIn, wherein I saw that you did the uh, masters in arts from Saint Stephen's, right? From there to managing some of uh, India's largest media brands and even uh, tech, uh, being a part of tech uh, giants like Microsoft. So, how has your journey been overall? How how did this transition happen? And uh, wanting to hear out your story and your journey. Dikshant, uh, it's been a fascinating journey. Mm-hmm. In fact, post uh, my, uh, you know, graduation uh, uh, from Saint Stephen's in history and then masters, um, I was a part of the advertising industry. I began as an advertising copywriter and then rose to become uh, a creative director. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's that was the early part of uh, what I would call as life. Uh, 1.0 for me then almost 14 years being in the industry i sort of developed a 14 year itch so to speak and pivoted to digital you know i became the uh, part of the founding team and the chief operating officer of jaldi.com 
then hindustan times followed then followed the, the times internet the ndtv and msn and uh, over uh, you know the stages of uh, my journey i sort of experienced a huge uh, adrenaline rush and felt gratified to have played a part in shaping uh, the digital media landscape uh, in the country so it's been um, it's been a very enriching journey and i think i just um, uh, got lucky so i'm going to use that term for sure that uh, forever student uh, in the internet space right because you're right this never ends so what have been the key milestones and highlights of your career just building on uh, what you mentioned about uh, the award uh, that you got uh, at microsoft but uh, overall what have been those key milestones and highlights uh, of your career oh, yeah i think the key milestones would be that i've actually played a part in the early stages of some of the uh, main you know digital um, uh, brands in this country whether it is hindustantimes.com or being a part of the early uh, leadership team at india times or being a ceo of ndtv convergence or the head of msn india you know uh, and not only that i was also a part of the team which co-founded uh, internet and mobile association of india so you know the not to name one specific milestone but to be a part of an early adventure uh, you know when the world and india was discovering internet and to go along with all that and today to come to a stage where digital has become mainstream i think that uh, has been uh, very very gratifying personally got it got it got it that's that's amazing so moving on right uh, let's let's talk about the media brands right so you've been uh, in the industry for quite some time right mm. so what's the biggest change that you've seen uh, in the media industry undergo in the last decade from a global perspective i know digitization has been a big project mm-hmm. all across the globe but yeah. uh, overall what would you say have been the biggest changes across uh, the media industry in the past decade or so i think the biggest change is the um, from a passive uh, acceptance of internet to now you know a complete and overall embrace of internet and this has happened uh, you know only recently and i think um, initially uh, the media houses were um, sort of experimenting with digital and now it is wonderful to see that they're all embracing it and and digital is increasingly becoming mainstream uh, that i think has been the the single big uh, uh, change specifically in an aspirational aspiration driven economy like ours where uh, print is still a, a, a sacrosanct uh, word and um, uh, the mainstreaming of digital is uh, is one of the biggest uh, changes that uh, one uh, besides mainstreaming the, the all pervasiveness also so it's now uh, gone from the elite corners to now to the small towns tier 2 tier 3 towns uh, even to the rural india uh, to what we call as bharat and the 
acceptance and pervasiveness both uh, has been a bit of a game changer. And that has been the single uh, biggest change. So, uh, Sanjay, which which br- brings me to my next question, right? Uh, the pandemic itself, right? I see it as a catalyst, uh, especially with respect to bringing about this change. So, how do you see that the pandemic has made that shift? I know we've shifted gears, but mm-hmm. uh, we are still far away from uh, a lot of levels, right? Mm-hmm. So, from a digitization perspective, right? How can publishers continue to build these captive audiences given that those audiences are moving away from print as well now? Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the pandemic, according to me, has been a positive catalyst to it, but I mm-hmm. would love to hear your thoughts on it. You know, in simple words, what pandemic has done is been, has actually done what I call as the forcing function. It's forced the companies to put into fast gear their digital plans and what they would have done in three years, they had to do it in three months. You know, it actually gave companies no choice. It was to embrace it and to embrace the digital wholeheartedly because otherwise, uh, uh, because digital is the way the companies uh, bridge the gap between office and the employees. And it's the digital bridge that enabled the companies to, uh, after the initial hiccups, uh, you know, that was experienced in the quarter one post-pandemic, to now leveraging the advantages which the digital bridge could provide. So I think the forcing function has been um, uh, a single big, uh, you know, advantage which the pandemic offered. I wish it was uh, in a different circumstances because obviously, you know, it's not something that we would wish, but it also shows the agility of the companies to respond to the challenges that were, that, uh, were imposed on them. And the digital bridge acted as a very strong ally and, and enable them to, to convert an apparent disadvantage into um, uh, a possible advantage. Got it, got it. So let's talk about digital or uh, new media, as you call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, publishers rely heavily on uh, Google and Facebook for distribution. How do you see that uh, evolving over the next few years? Uh, see, we are living in an age of distributed content and connected communities. So, you know, distribute distribution is going to become more pervasive distribution is going to be the key driver of uh, content consumption and the ubiquity of content uh, uh, will be all about how many more gateways can you open to go to, to get to the consumer. So, so uh, clearly, uh, you know, uh, distributed content is going to be a key driver of uh, the way the content is going to be uh, distributed by media companies. And, um, but it would not end there. Uh, distribution is one part of the story. Even the complete content creation paradigm is being changed from content being created from top down uh, to curation and now uh, co-opting consumers to be a part of the content creation process is going to be the way forward. It's already begun in a big way, 
this trend is going to be further accelerated so distribution is going to be ultimately all about ubiquity now if i were to say would you say that this is more about how uh, as publishers uh, one is able to engage with the user generated content communities would that be something that that uh, would be correct user generated content uh, communities so because democratization is something which which uh, the internet allows mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. uh, what's your take on that so uh, user generated content communities is one part of the story yes but we are also living in an age of fake news so we need to tread on this path very carefully because you need to have the ability to sift the kernel from the chaff now mm-hmm. and that's so what i'm saying is that community creation uh, will be important for publishers and if they're able to create communities up out of their own engaged users continue to engage with them reward them gratify them talk to them you know harness uh, the their emotional um, narrative and use them to their advantage by by custom creating content uh, that works for the users that is, that would open up new gamuts so user generated community is uh, a double edged sword but if you have a community of interest which is um, which is loyal to the publisher which is an engaged community which a publisher talks to i think that is the way to go forward so uh i think if you look at uh, the biggest companies like even facebook right technically the users generate the content but uh, they have these strong moderation uh, processes mm-hmm. and technologies to do that mm-hmm. uh, how do you see a similar parallel being drawn into media organizations right because if i were to say there's a lot of content which gets posted on uh, uh facebook right but uh, they have mm. a very strong uh, moderation and filtration process mm. which allows uh, them to be democratic in terms of people posting things but mm. i understand that this is news and we mm. need to be very accurate about it but uh, how do you see that uh, evolving from a media house perspective see absolutely i mean this is a great question because clearly uh, you know we are living in the uh, in an age where there is a proliferation of fake news hence credibility of content is very very important so clearly the mainstream media houses have a responsibility to fight the menace of fake news mm-hmm. uh brands need to tell their own story uh brands need to own uh the consumers and uh, i think that is something which is which is very very important now as far as moderation is concerned uh, it's important that uh, while self regulation is is key um, but we need to also look at a regulatory framework where uh, the fear of the law uh, needs to be there for people who are blatantly uh, violating some of these uh, norms of authenticity and credibility so um, uh, while i'm a votary for self regulation i uh, i do feel that proactively uh, you know one also needs to look at some kind of a framework where um, you know uh, we all need to operate uh, in so sanjay according to you what's the next 
big thing in the field of audience engagement ah uh, yeah that is one of my favorite uh, subjects and i think uh, the the next big thing which is already happening but it is not truly leveraged uh, to to uh, from our point of view is uh, you know community creation because mm-hmm. you know not only do we need to create communities we need to be constantly in conversation with that community so the whole approach has to be about a bottoms up approach we go to the community we talk to them we listen to them we don't talk down to them we we co-opt the community into content creation and we harness their power to create content uh and 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 so it's going to be a two way conversation with the community uh, to some extent it's already happening in social media whether it's on instagram or on facebook uh, but uh, it needs to be a uh, much more bigger more pervasive and need to uh, need to be more organically seeded so it's an i know it's an oxymoron when i say organically seeded but uh, what i mean is that the communities need not be created out of uh, an urgency to give tactical push but to actually have a genuine engagement with people at large and to some extent organically the community has to grow only then it will be a loyal community for the brand so the next big thing um, in audience engagement from my point of view is going to be how publishers or brands are not only able to create an engaged community but also leverage them to their mutual advantage uh would you say that this is with the perspective of driving loyalty for brands particularly because uh, what are like some of the key things yes. apart from loyalty that you would see it would have direct benefits of absolutely i think this is this is an engaged community is a loyal community and a loyal community is the one that keeps on coming back to you and hence uh, a returned user is far cost effective than a new in, new users not only that and interact an empowered community is your biggest ally they are your brand ambassadors you know and they are also the best way to fight the menace of fake news so while you may have an odd guy uh, you know trolling and spreading rumors in social media but you have a loyal and engaged community the community will take down uh, you know that uh, menace spreader so loyalty engagement return on enhancement and not only that in in the longer term the community will even help shape up your brand or product trajectory because an engaged and informed community is your best ears to the ground and and uh, that could be a very very compelling uh, way to shape your brand story got it so at the end of the day uh, sanjeev while uh, the publishers and the media companies across the globe are in it for uh, journalism and uh, the content itself but at the same time there's money to be made as well right and there are two schools of thoughts in it uh, these days with respect to monetization one is subscription versus advertising 
how do you see these uh, communities uh, reflecting onto the two and advertising probably has been one of the most popular things but uh, how would the a publisher leverage these communities both from an advertising perspective as well as from a subscription perspective that's a great uh, question so let me let me um let me first begin with uh, with subscription and then i'll come to advertising okay personally i'm bullish on subscription now because whatever we have seen um uh, now the early indications are that and i'm specifically talking about india because in in the west specifically in us and uk subscriptions are really uh, you know scaling uh, as we speak early indications in india are very positive because consumers have begun to realize that there are really no free lunches and quality needs to be paid for and what are these early indicators the early indicators are very simple who would have thought that india would be willing to pay uh, pretty reasonable amount of money for ott otts you know netflix today uh, has a subscription at uh, you know 649 rupees a month uh, um, you know a mid level subscription uh, at uh, at two and almost every other ott is paid and they are rising and india's are paying it tells us that if you produce differentiated content if the consumer perceives quality if it's exclusive and multimedia enabled the consumer is showing the proclivity to pay because how long can uh, you know uh, the advertising which is uh, today in mainstream media is diminishing and in digital it's while it's becoming pervasive it is it is being increasingly intrusive how long will it continue to pay the bills so to cut a long story short i'm bullish on subscription but having said that it is not subscription versus advertising subscription will continue to be the top of the monetization pyramid the mid and the bottom will both be uh, led by advertising let me explain the mid part in the mid part i see um, branded content being the key driver uh you know solutions led approach to advertising where you don't just sell space or a slot or a position but you actually sell a solution to the client i ex- expect the mid to to be led by branded content at the bottom of this will be programmatic which is where uh you know uh if you have an engaged community programmatic will actually help you narrow cast the message to that engaged community so uh, it's very early days uh, dikshant uh, as far as the monetization pyramid is concerned but i'm clearly looking at a world beyond advertising and the world beyond ad- beyond advertising would be essentially led by branded content video monetization and uh, leveraging of engaged community and most importantly uh content syndication because the key asset that the companies media companies are producing is content and syndication of content to both indian markets and to the global markets is um uh it already is and will emerge uh, as a serious monetization player got it got it so sanjeev uh 
I think uh, that bring, brings me to an interesting uh, point here, right? India almost has around 700 million internet users, right, in mm-hmm. 2020. And out mm-hmm. of that, uh, I was reading a report uh, about the Netflix users. So mm-hmm. there are only 4.6 million paid subscribers in India who use Netflix, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The media companies have been focusing on volumes, mm-hmm. right? There's a massive gap between uh, the people who can actually afford uh, these subscriptions versus mm-hmm. there's a like a massive audience which cannot, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. how do you really see subscriptions being positioned from a news and media perspective, especially, right? So you know this will be, uh, I would actually call it uh, uh, instead of you know the, in the classical management. Uh, you use the 80-20 principle. I am looking at a 90-10 principle. So 90% of it, it will be governed and led by advertising. The 10% of the premium eyeballs, people who are looking for more immersive experience, more in-depth content, more insight-based content, and are willing to pay, will go for that. Essentially, people in the news domain who are looking for financial news, people who are looking for personal finance, uh, investment, uh, news based on uh, the, the the financial indicators, research reports, and stuff like that. They will be the early adopters of the pay model. But by and large, uh, the, the 90% of consumers will continue to consume news, um, which is financed by the advertising model. So I'm not saying subscription will replace uh, advertising? No way. In fact, both are going to grow. Both are going to grow in terms of um, the the percentage. The advertising will continue to grow within its 90%. uh, You know, this is my sort of peak into the future. And subscription over time will acquire a healthy 10% uh, thing. But both will continue to grow because it is not at the expense of one another. It is, they both would cater to different um, sort of sections of uh, the consuming public. Got it. Got it. No, I think uh, that makes sense. Uh, but within the advertising domain, I see definitely a trend which is going to be more towards being a cell-based solution than a volume-based solution. So increasingly, volume may become meaningless and a solution-based approach, which looks at the 360-degree-based solution, deploying various, uh, you know, uh, uh, 360-degree products available to you, a complete uh, cyclical approach where you envelop the consumer, that will be the predominant for which there will be a premium that will be charged. So the direct cell will increasingly become solution cell. Having said that, is the programmatic uh, going to go away? No way. Programmatic will actually grow. And that is why uh, I see both these things happening and I don't see a contradiction between the two because it is at what level of the monetization pyramid you are in. The bottom and below bottom pyramid will be will be led by programmatic because it's the most cost efficient way it's the most um, uh, 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 smart way 
to, to generate the bank for your buck. And both from the publisher's inventory monetization perspective, as well as for advertising, uh, advertisers' reach perspective. Uh, and yet, for a specific uh, image-based communication, which is also a, so an, a communication which is not only about response, but also about brand building, will be, uh, and for long-term uh, relationship with the consumer, that will all that will be morphed into a solution cell basis. So I see actually both happening, and there is space for both to grow within their uh, areas. So Sanjit, uh, given the industry is uh, revolving at a rapid pace, right? So what would be that one piece of advice that you will have uh, for one for somebody who's just starting in the industry? And two, for somebody who's been there in the industry for quite some time. Okay. For, let me begin with uh, what I would say to somebody who's just starting out. I would say that, look, remember that you are in a knowledge industry. So can please be a knowledge worker. Absorb, absorb as much as you can. Absorb like a sponge. Have self-belief and faith in your idea and be dogged in your pursuit of that idea. So persevere, persevere, do not lose heart. And most importantly, don't be afraid to fail. You know, failure is a part of uh, the growth process in the internet industry. You will fall and you will get up. Each failure contains the seeds of success. So keep an eye on your, uh, you know, aim. Keep an eye on, on where you want to go. Aim for the sky, but ensure that you keep your feet firmly planted on the ground. And, and by that, I mean, ensure that your eyes remain focused on cost. Because many, uh, an internet startup have failed because they, they lost focus on cost and they wanted to grow exponentially. So as I said earlier, be a forever student, forever learner and remain humble and the success will be yours. So this is what some, something that I've not only seen but also experienced uh, that would help, uh, you know. And to your, the second part of your question was on what would I, what would I say to somebody who's been, who's been there for some time in this industry. I would say that, uh, remember one thing, that internet is all about doing and learning. And ensure that you are constantly looking at products which are evolutionary in nature. Because in internet, you can never say that, oh, I've been there, I've done that, so that's it. No, it is, iteration is the key and change is constant in shaping products and consumer experience in our industry. And so it's important that you continue to innovate, continue to sometimes take a step back, reinvent and relaunch and renew. And speed of execution is critical. So ensure that you, you do it uh, fast and you do it well. And remember the cardinal rule, and this is something which uh, sometimes we lost sight of, those who own the platform owns the customer. Uh, so this is something very, very invest in uh, 
in in building sustainable business models uh these are simple home truths that one has learned over time and that's what i would say to to somebody who's who's been there in the industry absolutely absolutely great so sanjeev you've been uh, a ceo yourself right so just to understand who should the ceo listen to the most we have content we have operations we have had sales and then obviously technology and engineering but uh, who should the ceo listen to the most no sometimes it's good for the ceo to be a fly on the wall you know i honestly tell you because it's not that and you know if one thing internet is demolished it is the the hierarchy internet is all about being a great leveler so the ceo needs to listen to everybody where he or she feels uh, who he or she feels is adding value uh you know so it's good to keep your ears open it's good to listen to people who are thinking out of the box people who sometimes challenge challenge you so it's it's good to people listen to people who challenge you and who question your assumptions and uh, so i would say um, a smart ceo um needs to be uh, humble very level headed and should be able to all influences coming his or her way got that so sanjay i think uh, first of all thanks a lot uh, for uh, your time today but uh, it was like lovely talking to you and uh, any closing thoughts that you may have i mean i think we are living in uh, interesting times all i say as you know these are very very interesting times and while we are looking at the unleashing of the digital media i would say that we have only just begun because imagine this is such a young industry imagine where this industry would take us in a decade or two decades from now you know uh, so we are on the cusp of um, revolutionary changes in business models in specifically in the new media industry that we are in in so all i would say is that uh, keep watching this space and keep learning keep absorbing um this is going to be an exciting ride awesome awesome again it was a privilege speaking with you sanjay thanks a lot uh, for your time today thank you very much dikshan truly appreciate uh, your incisive questions thanks for tuning into the conversation if you like the content please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player including apple google and spotify For more information and deep dives into anything related to the publishing, check out the Ad Pusher blog linked in show notes.